Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to be with you again this week. This week, we're going to talk about what to do and how to approach it if you are not losing weight. And this has come up recently with some of our clients. And I'm going to give you the context. Sometimes it's that a lot of amazing health behavior change has happened, but they're not losing as much weight as they expect, or they've actually already lost a lot of weight but then their weight has plateaued. And I I wanted to give you an approach for how to handle this because I think this is really common, right? And uh, Teddy, who is our lead coach inside Best Weight, recently coached some of our clients on this inside our workshop. So I thought, um, our weekly workshops. So I thought we'd talk about this. So let me give you a few scenarios where this comes up with our clients, okay? The first one is that people say that they're not losing weight and they actually are losing weight. So many people will come in with their complaint on coaching calls of like, I'm not losing any weight. And I'm like, okay, zero pounds, like not even half a pound. They're like, well, yeah, I mean, I've lost maybe two pounds in the last two weeks. I'm like, that is weight loss. You are losing weight. It's just slower than your brain thinks it should be. And this is because you've done really restrictive dieting in the past. And you've done these things that were completely not sustainable. You've done 500 calorie a day, a day restriction. You've done some thing where you got injections every week to keep your energy up because you were start, starving yourself. You've done like extreme cutout all of, you know, X food group that set you up with a really false expectation for how weight loss is supposed to work. Because if you want to do that again, then do that again. But did that give you the long-term success that you were wanting, right? No one comes into my program and is like, oh, I can't wait to like lose all my weight in the next six months and then regain it all six months later and then do this again next year. Like that is not what you want, right? So if you want a different outcome long-term, then you have to change your approach and you have to adjust how your brain is expecting this whole thing to go down, <laughs> right? So when, you know, if you are losing weight, but it's just slower, that's okay. What I want you to focus on instead of like hyper fixating on the scale, and I know I talk about this all the time, but what I want to encourage each and every one of you to think about is, are you building the life that you want to live? That is so much more important than how fast the scale goes down. Are you living in a way where you can continue living this way because you're caring for yourself? You're not restricting. You're leaving diet mentality behind. You're doing this with a self-loving approach instead of like beating yourself up all the time. That is so much more important is, are you thriving, right? How are you approaching this? Are you building the life that you're happy to live for the rest of your life? That's going to work long-term. And maybe that is a little bit slower, but even if you lost two pounds a week, sorry, let's say, let's say two pounds a week, people would be happy. (laughs) Oftentimes they are. Let's say it was two pounds a month. Okay. And you did that for the next year. That's 24 pounds. And if you did that for two years, it's 48 pounds. That's a lot of weight. So don't, discount your success because you have a story based on how you don't want to do it anymore, right? Based on how it was really fast when you 
you know, were 20 and you just cut out all carbs and starved yourself and didn't eat and hated your life. Like don't compare your results to when you were doing it in a way that, you know, you don't want to go back to doing. That's the first thing. So oftentimes people are actually losing weight. They just think it's too slow. We just need to adjust our expectations and we need to be able to enjoy the process too. It's a lot easier to keep going when you actually enjoy what you're doing, but you will talk yourself out of success. If you create this whole story about how it's too slow, what's the point of doing all of this? What's the point of all this hard work? The point is you're caring for yourself. The point is you're worth doing all of this. The point is your life is worth doing all of this for the point is you're worth you're worth caring for. It's worth focusing on your mental and emotional health and your physical health and your body and nourishing yourself. That is all worth it, regardless of what the scale tells you. It's still worth it. And we really have to reframe our thinking around that. Okay. Another scenario that comes up is, you know, a lot of women coming into our program are struggling with binge behaviors or mindless snacking or emotional and stress eating tendencies because we're, our program is to help women who are overeating right? So that is what we specialize in is if you are struggling with some form of overeating behavior, whether it's mindless snacking or, you know, boredom eating or whatever that is, we're going to help you with that. And so they come in and they're binging or they're like every night out of feeling out of control and like hungry and having all these cravings, they don't know what to do. And so we really work on that and we get them nourishing their bodies and we get them doing the emotional and the mind work and they're no longer binging and they're no longer eating every night and they feel in control and they've healed their relationship with food. And that's amazing but they still have that conditioned thinking where it has to mean that the scale moves. Okay. I get it. I get that we want to lose weight. I understand that, but I just want us to make sure that we're celebrating when progress is being made because no longer binging, feeling in control, feeling like you have integrity with yourself now because you are in control of your eating and food isn't ruling you and you're learning to sit with your emotions. Like all of that is win. Like all of that is a win, right? It's, that's all wonderful. But sometimes people will get frustrated if the weight isn't coming off as quick as possible, even though they've stopped binging, for example. Another scenario is someone who's lost 15, 20 pounds and now their weight loss has slowed down and they've hit the quote dreaded plateau that some of my clients like to affectionately call it. So, you know, that kind of brings up some anxiety or we've also had people who've lost like 60 or 80 pounds, like a tremendous amount of weight and then their weight loss plateaus. And they also start being like, what, what's happening? Like, why is my weight not going down further? So let's talk about a process for how to handle it. If you are in one of those camps where you're either, you've made some behavior changes and you're not losing weight or you've lost weight and your, your weight has kind of stabilized. So the first thing I want to get everyone to appreciate is that I don't want you to miss your success by calling a weight plateau a failure. This is really important. Everyone who comes into my program says that their end goal is to lose weight and keep it off. Key words, keep it off, right? Maintenance is the hardest part. We all know that. So if you are maintaining, if you've lost some weight, and you're not regaining it and your weight is stable. Oh my goodness. That is a win. We have to see that, right? That is a win to not be regaining. But if you've lost weight and then your weight stabilizes and you're like, Oh, I knew it. Like this isn't working. You're going to lose sight of the fact that that is the very thing that you wanted in the first place. And if you lose sight of that and you make it a problem, you are going to self-sabotage and you are going to regain that weight. I can predict it with 
near 100% predictability, okay, and confidence. I was talking to a client just yesterday and she was telling me how like two years ago she had done, you know, some, some lifestyle changes. She had done well, she had lost 20 pounds, but back then she was like only 20 pounds. I have so far to go. And her thought was, what is the point of working so hard if my weight is not going down? So of course, right. We know what happens at the end of the story is she quit what, what was working for her, the things that she was doing and and regain the weight and then some. And my question to her was like, what would you do to get, like, what would you give to lose 20 pounds today? And she was like, oh my goodness, of course. Like, I would love that. And it's like, don't you see, don't you see, this is what we have to shift because you didn't see the win two years ago. And if we don't shift how you're thinking, you're not going to see the win now and you're going to lose it again, right? We have to be able to celebrate the progress. So make sure that you don't make a plateau a problem. Celebrate what you're doing. Celebrate, you know, celebrate non-scale victories too. Yeah, celebrate if you're down 20 pounds. Celebrate if you're down 15, but also celebrate if you're moving your body more and you're you're focusing on your wins more and you're fueling your body with nourishing food more and you're making different food choices. Like celebrate all of that. It's really really important because it's all worth it. You are worth it. The second step, and I'm just going to get a little bit more practical in terms of like things you can do now is to take the drama out of it. Drama does not add any value when we're trying to approach this. So if you're, you know, the situation is weight plateau, not losing weight. The drama that I'm referring to is the thoughts of, I knew this wouldn't work. I knew I couldn't lose weight. Nothing ever works for me. This program sucks. My body's broken. It must be my slow metabolism. Must be my menopause. Must be my Hashimoto's. Like whatever story that we attach to the situation that just makes you feel worse about it is just not helpful. Really is not going to help you move forward. So take the drama out and just be really objective. And here's how you can be objective. Number one is to do a habit tracker which means write down everything that you have done in the past three to five days, write down every morsel of food that goes into your mouth, write down your movement, write down how often you're sleeping, write down how how often are you experiencing hunger? How often are you like, maybe you're having an extra snack, write it all down. The reason this is so important is because dietary recall, and this has been proven in like study after study after study, dietary recall is inaccurate. It's not accurate. We think we're like, totally on plan, but half the time we like, aren't even mindful when we're sticking stuff and we're just like snacking and we're preparing our kids lunch and we're having a few of their snacks and then we're preparing dinner and we're eating some of that too. We're not even aware of what we're eating. And so we think like, doesn't make sense. I'm like totally staying on my plan. And yet we're taking in more than we are than we think we are. And this is not to say like, oh, you're lying. I know that people have been shamed by physicians in the past. So I'm very sensitive to that. I'm not saying that when you tell me like, this is what I'm eating, that you're lying. I just want you to be really sure that you're being honest with yourself and aware. So it's not about like intentional lying. Lying is very intentional. It's just about, are we sure that we're fully aware of what we're eating, what we're doing, how we're sleeping, how we're moving? Okay. Because sometimes people are not willing to do this. They're not willing to do the habit tracker. I shouldn't have to do that. I don't want to have to write everything down. Okay. Well then I'm just going to suggest that maybe then you're just complaining and you're not willing to actually just be objective about it, right? And get to the root of it, get to the bottom of it. Like 
we can just, we're just doing this to gain some information. We're not doing it to shame anyone, to be like, look, see where you went off plan. Now you're a bad person. No, we're approaching this from, let's just be objective. Let's just get some information and see, are there areas where we could tweak or not? Right. Sometimes people will say like, but I don't, I don't think, I think I'm doing okay. Like I feel like I should be losing weight with what I'm doing. It's like, well, we can't really lose weight based on how you feel and what you think should be happening. Like, let's just take the drama out and do a habit tracker and just get some data and just get some awareness. And then from there, we can decide what's working, what's not. Okay. So when you do your habit tracker, you may find that there's areas where maybe you're not being as consistent as possible. Then what you know you need to work on is consistency. And again, this is not a this is not a judgment or a shame thing at all, but it's just it's just helping us to be aware of our patterns and um, how we can optimize behaviors. And if we approach it from like, hey, this is my opportunity. This is my opportunity to see like, oh, you know what? I thought I was doing really well, but it looks like I'm actually you know overeating at dinner time or I'm overeating at nighttime because maybe I didn't get enough protein at lunch, right? Like, you're just gathering data that you can then look at to decide. How can you solve this problem? I think people who are like accountants and engineers who like kind of have that very analytical mind can probably do, maybe this is a little bit easier for them, right? Because they're used to looking at data. Like you just analyze data and then you make informed decisions based on your data. But sometimes with humans, like we don't want to do that. We just want to like, we think we should lose weight based on like, I feel like I should be able to lose weight when I'm eating this way. (laughs) So Let's just be objective. Okay. I feel like I went on about that for a while. The second piece is, I feel like this is my third piece now, but anyway, the next, next piece is really working on that consistency. Okay. And sometimes when we start making some awesome behavior changes, we expect the scale to give us validation right away. Like, but I, you know, it's that classic, like, but I went to the gym this morning, like, where are my biceps? And it's like, Hey, sometimes things take time, right? Like I posted on my social media recently that I have been working out consistently with my trainer for like three and a half years. And I feel like I see some really nice changes now, but it's been three and a half years like that it took to get there. And I think we have to adjust our expectations for how much consistency is required to actually get the results, right? We expect fast results, but sometimes it takes time for your body to release that weight. So I will give you like, if you want to kind of understand a little bit on the physiology standpoint, sometimes what I see is like women who have very, very severe insulin resistance. And if you have very severe insulin resistance, it's quite possible that you are going to need to make changes for a little bit longer before you get the outcome of significant weight loss. Because if your insulin levels are really high, like it doesn't turn around overnight, right? It's not like one day of healthy eating and all of a sudden everything's turned around. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit of time. And so it takes consistency with the behaviors and then your body will respond, right? To start seeing that it can release the weight. And then the third, third, I should stop numbering things because I'm not really counting. So the next piece is when you've done your habit tracker is really just to look at where could I make some adjustments? If you are, you know, eating really well and stuff and you're maintaining, your weight is stable, whether you've lost weight or your weight is just stable from where, like where you started, it is still a win because I will tell you, most people who come to me are gaining weight a little bit every year. And that is 
pattern for most adults is obesity and overweight are chronic progressive relapsing medical conditions, right? So progressive means that most adults are continuing to gain a little bit of weight each year. So if you have stabilized your weight and you're not continuing to gain, you are winning. You are winning. Weight stable is a win. It may just suggest that right now you're eating for maintenance and that's not a bad thing, but this is where you just look at, okay, what are the tweaks that I can make? So here are some suggestions for tweaks that you could consider. The first one is to look at on your habit tracker, tracking fiber and protein for three days and just seeing if you're getting enough. Many women are surprised by the fact that they're not getting enough fiber and they're not getting enough protein. And if you can focus on what can you add, right? Like before you take away stuff, what can I add? Okay. How can I add in more fiber to my meals? How can I add in more protein to my meals? You're going to feel more satisfied and probably going to eat less of some of the other stuff, right? So track your fiber and your protein, see if you're getting enough. That's the first thing. The second thing is at your largest meal, which is typically supper for most people, pause halfway through, and then just pay attention to your hunger and fullness levels. It's possible that you're just finishing your plate and maybe you're not actually hungry for the whole plate. Maybe your body's actually not needing that amount of food and maybe you could eat a little bit less. The third piece is at that largest meal, could you leave two bites behind? This is a really hard exercise because most people don't like leaving food on their plate. Most people have a lot of core beliefs around finishing their plate. And so the idea of leaving two bites behind is very difficult. I really struggle with this. Uh, So I know how hard it is. This is a a mindset issue. And then it's a habit issue and it's a practiced like overcoming conditioned patterns issue. So can you leave two bites behind and still be satisfied? So I'm not suggesting like leave food on your plate and then be starving. I'm suggesting leave food on your plate and then experiment and see if you're actually still satisfied because maybe you were previously overeating a little bit. Maybe your portion size were a bit too big. The next step would be see if you can drop a snack and still be satisfied. Notice how I keep saying and still be satisfied because I don't want anyone to hear that I'm suggesting that you starve yourself. I want you to just be aware of potentially that you may be taking in more than you need and see if by just like experimenting a little bit by having two bites less or dropping a snack, if you can still be satisfied with that. And then other things like maybe could you reduce your wine intake and still be satisfied and still be happy with your life? Is that something you're willing and able to do? Maybe you want to increase movement. Maybe you are not getting enough sleep, like all of those other factors. Maybe you're not getting enough water intake. Maybe your vitamin D is deficient. Like there's all these other things, but as long as we have a lot of drama about the weight plateau, we're not at the place of finding solutions. And this is about helping you to just be really objective, not make it a problem, have that self-efficacy of like, okay, this is where I pivot. This is where I figure things out, right? Like coming back to my mantra of, okay, I can figure it out. The key is really just being hundred percent objective and honest with yourself and then figure out what tweaks am I willing and able to do? And what is maybe not realistic for me? Because you could come up with the tweak of like, well, okay, I'll just cut all my carbs for this week. But if you arrive back at the position of creating a diet that is not sustainable and realistic, then that's not helpful. So that's not what I want you to hear here in this situation. I want you to think about what is, what are you willing and able and still be able to enjoy your life? And if you, you know, feel like if you've done your habit tracker and you've optimized and you've, and you've adjusted things and you, and you're at this place where you're living your healthiest lifestyle, then you have two options. The first is that you celebrate that you may be at your best weight 
And that is an amazing thing. If you're not gaining, you're living a healthy lifestyle, it doesn't have to be perfect. And you like how you are caring for your body and all of the amazing health behaviors you're doing, you're being mindful, you're being aware, you're in, you know, you have joyful movement in your life and you celebrate that and you stop focusing on that. You have to lose more weight because maybe you don't, you may not need to for other people. Maybe you're living your healthiest lifestyle and you've optimized as much as is realistic for you, but you still have health optimization that can happen. Meaning maybe you still have, you know, medical complications as a result of adiposity. That is where you may want to just consider anti-obesity medication. So if you have obesity and it's got, you've got health complications and you've lost weight, you've, you've optimized your lifestyle and you can't do more realistically with your current life, that is not a failure. It's just, just being honest. Right. And that is where medical treatment may be able to benefit you and yield a greater weight loss effect. So that's where you have a conversation with your healthcare provider and talk about the role for anti-obesity medications and whether that's something to consider. All right. So we talked about firstly, not making your weight plateau a problem, recognizing that weight stability is the success that you've always wanted doing a habit tracker just to get really objective and taking the drama out of it, making sure that you leave time for consistency to reap its benefits in your life. And then looking objectively at where am I willing and able to make some tweaks to see if I can eat a little bit less, if I can introduce a little bit more mindfulness, whatever that looks like for you. And then finally, the potentially having a conversation with your healthcare provider to discuss anti-obesity medications if you still need to reduce adiposity to improve overall health. That would be my approach for you. I'd love to hear how this goes for you. So shoot me an email if, um, you know, if this is helpful. And if you are a woman who struggles with overeating and you, or you know what you should be doing, but you're really having trouble implementing and you're truly ready to transform your life, and prioritize your health without the diet nonsense, then I would love to invite you to join me inside Best Weight. I would love to be your coach and help you and guide you along this journey. It's about so much more than just weight loss. It's about seeing you thrive in all aspects of your life. And that is what I love seeing in the women in my community. It's so wonderful. So head over to my website, sashahighmd.com and book a free discovery call so we can make sure it's a really great fit for you. All right, my friends, be sure to honor your body today and every day. Have a wonderful week, and I'm going to talk to you very soon. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.